Guys, welcome back to the Arsenio Buck Show, and welcome back to another episode of Yes, Arsenio doing his thing. Guys, we're back with the Stephen Covey whole person paradigm. Guys, I have graphics here. You guys are going to have to do a lot of visualization throughout this podcast, but at the core, there is one simple thing that draws out the best in us. Right, people who remain unsatisfied in their work and why most organizations fail out there and how they draw out the greatest talent. It stems from an incomplete paradigm of who we are. Our fundamental view of human nature. The fundamental reality is human beings are not things. I've already talked about that in the whole industrial age mindset. Needing to be motivated and controlled. Fuck no. We're not a thing. Okay? You can't just press a button and say, on, okay, do as you're told. Fuck off. When I used to do that in dental assistant, I was at my most miserable. I hated my life. But see, we're four dimensions. We're body, mind, heart, and spirit. The spirit's in the middle. The mind's on top, heart to the left, body to the right. Look at it as a circle. And in that circle, in the very, very middle, is that beautiful spirit. Now, what does that beautiful spirit, what does it symbolize? Well, it symbolizes to leave a legacy. A legacy. Right? That means the meaning and the contribution. Now, of course, on top is the mind. What is that? To learn, growth, and development. People are very discontent with their life. They're not growing whatsoever. There's no development whatsoever. See, me, that's why I've been doing a lot of podcasts, just talking about what am I, you know, what I'm encountering out there and what's going on down here. But I'm at my highest state of consciousness ever. And I'm so excited about what's happening. Why? Because I'm a continuous learner. That's one of the four dimensions that's within you. How about the to love, right? We're talking about relationships, heart. To live, the body. Survival. So what's the direct connection between the controlling thing? Right? Which dominates, you know, the workplaces and it shows the inability of managers and organizations to inspire their people to volunteer, you know, their highest talents and contributions. What is it? Well, the answer is it's simple. People make choices. Consciously or subconsciously. People decide how much of themselves they will give to their work, basically depending on how they are treated or and the opportunities that they get in those four parts of the nature. See, this goes from rebelling and quitting to creative excitement. Let me give you an example. I can only give you an example and talk about from my personal experiences so you can feel it and look at it from your perspective. Because, I mean, that's what, this is called self-awareness and this is called reflecting. Reflecting is one of the single greatest tools that any human being could use out there in the world. You got rebel or quit. Are you one of those people that just want to quit your job? Okay, just minus the whole COVID shit. Let's just get all COVID out there. If your job and everything in the world was going as planned as it normally does and has been since 1918 until 2020. And if we look at it from that perspective, was there ever a time that you wanted to rebel and quit? You know, I felt like 
cheerful cooperation, probably in 2015, with my last job I was at for about three, three and a half years, right? So it was like a heartfelt commitment first because I was learning a lot of things. And then it turned in, you know, to 2016, it remained that. But then it went from a cheerful cooperation to a willing compliance. And then when I started getting pressure to do things, that turned into a malicious obedience. And then by the time the end of 2017 came around, I was like, fuck this. I'm rebelling against everything. Fuck everything. Oh, we have this class beginner. Fuck you. I ain't going down there for that bullshit. You can go fuck yourself. So, hey, consider for a moment. Six choices. I just told you. Creative excitement's at the chop. Okay, below that, heartfelt commitment. Below that, cheerful cooperation. Then we go into the latter stage. Willing compliance, malicious obedience, and rebelling and quitting. I'm going to go over a couple of these. Well, actually, all of these. First, you are not treated fairly. Let's just say there's a lot of politics that are playing in your organization. There's nepotism. You know, the pay system doesn't seem fair or just, which, of course, you know, is what I'm experiencing now here in Thailand. Well, you know, on a Saturday and Sunday. But guess what? He gives me my visa. He gives me my work permit. So I say, hey, I'm dedicating this to you. This, this, that's it. You get Saturday. You get Sunday. The rest of the days, fuck off. It's restricted. Okay, that's my thing. That's my thing. So, does that accurately reflect on the level of contribution? It does for me. Do I go into my classes with the same excitement I do when I go to upcountry? To a certain extent, I do. Do I give more here, you know, on Saturday and Sunday, as opposed to, you know, doing my online? Fuck no! Because online... I am, that's creative excitement. That's me thinking over and over and seeing how I can better myself. You guys got it? So then when I go over into, you know, Saturday and Sunday and they say, okay, teach from this. You are a thing. You are a robot. Do only this. Don't go outside the box. I say, okay, now I'm not going to commit. I'm not going to be all cheerful in this. I'm going to be like, okay, page by page. You give me my visa, you give me my work permit, at the same time that I'm teaching these students, unfortunately, am I giving them my all? No. Do they understand? Yes. Why? Because they're the ones that actually complain to the front office staff and say, oh, well, we don't really learn in the book. Oh, my God. If you really think you're going to learn anything by learning in a book rather than practicality, you have failed at life. So I just go between the fine lines. I do as I told. I do my bullshit. I create a lot of things. I'm creating a lot of things outside and thinking of a lot of things. So I'm not really in the moment of doing the things that I actually do there. But I'm bettering myself as an individual. And then I shoot off home. So what would your choice be if you were sitting there? Second, let's say that you are treated fairly in terms of your pay. Okay. Malicious obedience. Okay. But you are not treated kindly. This is one of the things that I've suffered from with one of the, you you know, the women there. That's what really sucked. We had three women. Two were very, very good. One is completely misunderstanding and she's an asshole. So it's difficult. Why? Because I feel like she doesn't respect me. She tries to force bullshit down my my throat. All the good feedback she ignores, she accepts only the negative feedback. She didn't get me class for about six months at the beginning of the year, so you can only imagine what's going to happen coming up very soon. So that's why I'm like, hey, you know what? Hey, it's COVID. This is the greatest excuse. You don't get Monday through Friday. You get the bullshit Saturday. You get the bullshit Sunday. If you don't start filling me in, I'm out. I got my visa. I got my work permit. You can't do shit. The treatment is inconsistent. 
arbitrary. So this is why I would go on mood swings probably about four or five years ago. No, three years ago. And seeing that the boss always went on mood swings. She could be very, very charitable and very nice the first day. Say hello to her the next day. She completely ignores you. And she went on to ignore me for about three to four months. And that was it. That was the end of her. I said, okay, well, go fuck yourself. I can give a fuck. So what would your choice be? That's when I left. That's when malice went into rebellion, went into me quitting. And guess what? It was the best form of quitting ever. Now, could I have gone back and done some things? No, we're not going to get into that. But again, just think about it. I'm just playing it through. I'm playing it through all the feelings that I went through at that time. You should be doing this too with your past jobs and experiences and perhaps even the present. Third, let's say that you are paid fairly, right? I remember when the guy told me, he said he could pay me this. Next thing you know, I started getting paid this. And I'm like, what the fuck? You're paying me an eighth less, dude. That's not what we agreed on. He's like, oh, but after you finish the course, you get the full. Fuck that. Just give me the full now. I'm like, bro, to be honest with you, I haven't even made a thousand in two years working here in one month. A thousand U.S. Now, my rebellion began probably about six months after that because I realized, I was like, man, you guys ain't looking out for me. Fuck you, bitches. That's when I started saying, nope, nope, not going to do it, not going to do it, not going to do it. So, but let's just say you are paid fairly, okay, and treated kindly, but when your opinion is wanted, it is given to you. In other words, your body and heart are value, but not your mind. What would your choice be? See, that right there, I wouldn't even say a goddamn thing. If they came to me, oh my god, that happened to me at one time when I was going to do English camp, right? I was sitting in a cl- uh, in a room with three other white, boy- white people, right? They were under the age of 30. And then you had this Thai guy. Now, be, keep in mind, this is back in 2014 at the height of racism towards black people in this country. So when everything came around and when he asked me the question in terms of what to involve, one of these, uh, a bitch that I used to know by the name of Nicole, she would just water down all my ideas. I wasn't appreciated in any four dimensions. I was judged based on the skin to- on my skin tone. Then he realized and saw how great I performed. And then he came around probably a year later saying, hey, I would like you to come work for me. A year later, I blocked him. I had too much dignity. Get the fuck out of my face. Just think about it. What would your choice be? Now you have fourth. Let's say you're paid fairly. You got the body. Treated kindly. You got the heart. Involved creatively. You got the mind. But you are asked to dig a hole and fill it again. Or to, let's say, fill out reports, you know, that no one ever sees or uses. See, that pisses me off. They tell me to fill in this, fill in that, write this down. Okay, attendance log, I understand that. But the course reports, that would bug me, bug the fuck out of me about three years ago. Because here I am writing all these course reports and I'm like, what is this for? Does this really even help? This is bullshit. And then one of the old British teachers, they started seeing my writing. He's like, oh, well, you don't really write academically. And I'm like, motherfucker, I ain't never going to write another course report here. You lost your motherfucking mind. Write academically? Dude, 10% of the world population writes academically. That's number one. Number two, I can give a fuck. I don't care about these course reports. I've been writing them for three years. I write about three sentences, three shit sentences, get the fuck out of my face, and I use simple language for the students. Am I going to sit there and write a whole bunch of complex terms? Are you fucking dumb? Did you forget that we are in Thailand? Got it? What would your choice be? That's all I'm saying. Now... 
that goes into the whole spirit aspect, ends up being meaningless. So what would you do? Now we have the fifth. Now let's say that you are paid fairly, you're treated kindly, involved creatively in meaningful work, but that there is a lot of lying and cheating going on with customers and suppliers. Employees, that's the spirit. What would your choice be? So to sum this up, notice I went through all of those dimensions, the whole person paradigm, right? And so, again, spirit being divided into two parts, the meaningless of the work and the unprincipled way that it was done. The point is, and the point that I'm trying to get across right here, is if you neglect any one of the four parts of human nature, you turn a person into a thing. That's what the fuck I'm saying. And what do you do with things? You have to control them. You have to manage them. Micromanage. Carrot and stick them. Then order to motivate them. Have you ever heard those, uh, you know, some of those people giving those bullshit ass rah, rah, rahs? You know, I see that a couple of times and a lot of people are motivated to do the work, but they're still treated as things. I used to work at these companies just about everywhere. You think these people are happy? Fuck no. So, I'm going to sum this up now. Can you begin to see how the core problems in the workplace today and the core solution to those problems lie in our paradigm of human nature? Can you see how many of the solutions to the problems in our homes, communities, whatever you want to call lie in that same paradigm? See, this is the industrial age thing paradigm and all the practices that flow from it are the modern day equivalent to bloodletting. And remember, bloodletting, you're just treating the symptom. You're not treating the overall problem. You're just kind of just covering it up. Referring back to the whole COVID, right? Okay, let's uh, let's curve it. We need to flatten the curve. But then you were supposed to step down on it and completely get rid of it. America just sat in the curve and then it came back. See, the blood, the blood, you know, that blood that, you know, it's kind of like just putting a bandage over a massive head wound. And say, yeah, it's going to go away. Next thing you know, you take that bandage off and there's bacteria and that fucking person is dead from blood poisoning. Hey, so, in saying that, there are so many other things. I'm going to be talking about that in in chapter 6. We're going into chapter 3 and the next one. But you guys got a lot to think about. Four dimensions. And if one of them are neglected, all of them are neglected. Stay tuned for more Over and Out.